I'm Raelle Bell. And I'm Liz Ware. And you're listening to That's Brilliant, a podcast by the American Lighting Association. So today, Liz, we have an incredible guest who's going to talk to us about her showroom. Absolutely. And hers is a little different from a lot of our members in that they sell at at PDI. They sell plumbing and hardware and lighting. But there's a big story with the lighting category at this showroom. Right. So one of the reasons that we chose to have Mary on, in addition to just her background and expertise, was that we've heard that PDI over the past five years has seen a 120% increase in their lighting sales in their showroom as a category. So we were like, tell us about that. I mean, we've seen increases <laughs> in lighting, but what is what contributed to that? Why is that happening? How did you manage that? <laughs> Absolutely. So she's going to talk to us about some of their sales philosophy and some of the trends she sees. And we're going to leave a little smarter. So our guest, Mary Sodor, is a business development manager at PDI in Nashville. And she's been with the company for, I think, just over 12 years. And she's been in the industry for longer than that, 16 plus years. She has really become accustomed to working with designers over her time in lighting showrooms. And she was recently featured in Nashville Interiors, um, recognizing her for her outstanding work in lighting and kitchen and bath industry. So she's definitely recognized by designers and has a ton of knowledge on what the trends are. In addition to her lighting career, she is also recognized for her contributions and charitable work with Ronald McDonald House and Our Little Roses, which is an all-girls home in Honduras that gives girls a safe and loving home and education. So she's a pretty incredible person, and we can't wait to hear what she has to say about what they've been doing in their showroom. Absolutely. First, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Hinkley and Kitchler Lighting. And now we'll talk to Mary. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're very glad you could be here. So Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in the lighting and the showroom industry? You have an extensive background. Thank you. I went to college in Georgia, and after I graduated college, I got a job at a large distribution, wholesale distribution showroom, and I started just learning lighting and plumbing and appliances and and all the things to do a timestamp that was pre-economic downturn of 2008. So I've been doing this for a long time. Thankfully, I've survived. While I was in Atlanta, I actually switched companies and I came to PDI. Um, The family-owned feel was great. It was a perfect fit, what I was looking for. And then while I was there, they decided to expand into the Nashville market. And I am from Nashville. So I played a little hard to get. Not really. I was very excited. (laughs) So I, in 2014, I moved back to Nashville and they gave me the opportunity of a lifetime to open up the showroom here. And what was great about it is that up here, nobody really knew we were plumbing distributors, Inc. We were just PDI. So it really just blew the doors wide open for lighting. And we have not looked back. And then over my course of being at PDI, I've been the receptionist, I've been sales, I've been a manager, and now I'm in business development. So outside sales for the showroom. So PDI is a lot more diverse than some of the lighting showrooms who are ALA members. Talk a little bit about how that works maybe differently than something that's just a lighting showroom. Yeah, I think because we carry a broad range of products, so we carry plumbing, we carry cabinet hardware, 
Um, now we have appliances in the Georgia market. It actually, I think, helps you pick out the lighting because you have a really nice sense of what people are putting in their homes and you're kind of getting a full picture of what's going on. So if they, you know, when, when clients would tell us that they were doing a pro wolf kitchen, you know, you're not showing them a $75 regular pendant. You're you might show them something that you've seen in a magazine with a similar kitchen setup, or maybe even just kind of start with a brand that kind of has that same name recognition. Mm. You know, that you don't just, not that people don't know what different manufacturers are and you don't have to spend the same amount on everything, but I think it just helps us even maybe sell a little bit higher end mm-hmm. because we also sell the plumbing that way. We can sell the hardware that way. Like we can do everything in all price ranges because we have a good grasp of everything else that's going in the home. And I think more and more today, showrooms, even if they don't have the whole plumbing and mm-hmm. appliance side, they still are doing a lot more accessories and room settings and things like that just to kind of pick up the same vibe I've seen at least. Yeah, tile, you know, they might sell um, just vanities or even, you know, like lighted mirrors. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. brands like Electric Mirror that started out in hospitality and you used to quote those and they'd be like $3,500 for a lighting. But it was one of those products that you, was it plumbing or was it lighting? You know, Mm -hmm. both, both types of business would sell it. So I've found that it's nice to kind of broaden it and, and go to like trainings and learn about other stuff, you know, and just see what people are doing as you're kind of in the know. So on that note, PDI has seen a lot of growth in the lighting category over the last, I think, five years or so, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. What do you think, what do you contribute that to? I would say definitely a big part of it is PDI's investment into lighting, you know, not just putting in the manufacturers that give the free displays or you know, go with best sellers in your area. Like we like to take some chances, put in some stuff that maybe you only sell once, but it's like it gets everybody in the door. So you you put it up, you hang it. We also started kind of restructuring some of the showrooms. Like we pulled some of the plumbing out of the lighting side so we could really drop lighting and you could see a lot of it. And I think that's where people started to realize like, oh, they're not just selling bath vanity lighting to, you know, in a bath remodel. Like they, I can get all of my lighting here. I mean, I I have customers that actually only buy lighting from us, even though plumbing is technically in our name. Um, <laughs> they recognize us as like an actual like, you know, plumbing, I mean, a lighting partner in the industry. And they look to us for like the latest and greatest for that. It sounds like display is a big part of that and making sure that you're showing the products in a in a way that's more appealing. I think in general, people... When they come into a showroom today, they want some more of that kind of restoration hardware vibe where mm-hmm. they're seeing an entire display and a veneer of like what the room is going to look like with that fixture. Yes, we do. We have great showroom merchandisers who have always tried to show everything, you know, like have like towel warmers and the sconce and have the maybe, I mean, a chandelier over the tub, which is not code, but, you know, <laughs> to show all of that, just to show everything, just what the possibilities especially because we're also um, very much to the trade, but we're also retail. And the re- that also helps the retail people kind of see outside of the box. Um, it helps the consultants. I think it guides them when they're meeting with a client to be like, don't forget you can talk about this and this and this because they can just stand in front of a vignette and like talk about all those different components that PDI offers. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just jumping into that a little bit with sales training and how you, how do you done every aspect it sounds like in the showroom setting yourself personally but uh-huh. now how do you guys um train and kind of educate your your sales team on lighting products yeah i think a big component of our success is also just the relationships we have with our manufacturers whether it's an owner of a company when they come through town they get to come through and kind of romance us on everything that they've created and and we just fall in love with it and we want it and just put it in the showroom but also just regular visits from our reps also really help. Um, they let us always give us the newest and latest like updates on things. We also do a lot of training just internally. We have a training department that'll help us just do like bulbs 101, you know, and like create cheat sheets for those. That's a great add on sale when you're doing that, you know, thing that also makes you a good sales consultant when you might tell a person like, yeah, well, this fixture is really inexpensive, but you need 24 Milky White G16 and a half light bulbs. So <laughs> that's an extra $400. So. <laughs> I know we always talk about light bulbs like it's it's not a profitable sale, but there's so many opportunities, oh especially today with like yeah. all the light bulbs out there and the designs in light bulbs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, they've come a long way from just like those little pendant swags to, you know, something like oversized to what they can do. And um, I used to think that integrated LED would probably like maybe put us out of business, but it hasn't because people are still constantly upgrading to LED and we haven't seen a slump in our sales at all. But but yeah, for the training, I think uh, we also have managers who are also part of the training. So it's not just something like sales people have to go to, like the manager's part of it too. So they can be an extension of the sales process, like if somebody forgets, like, how did we do this? And it's like, oh, remember that rep brought this up or showed us this. So it's definitely a collaborative team effort. And then in my showroom in Nashville, I always welcome questions. Like they ask me questions, I wouldn't say all the time, but a lot. And I'm happy to help because I've I've messed up. I've done it all. And so I'm <laughs> happy to spare somebody the stress of maybe messing up if I can just answer a quick question. I'd always I'd always love to do that. How frequent are the opportunities for training in your showroom? Is it once a month or a couple of times a month? We probably have, you know, for a while there, pre-COVID, it was almost like once or twice a week. Keeping in mind, we we do plumbing, hardware, and lighting. So it's not necessarily just exclusively lighting. And a lot of those reps are different. Like we don't have anybody Mm -hmm. that that crosses over. Um, And we do them in the mornings, which I think really helps. It kind of gets you like, it's quieter. You can focus for that. Since even during COVID, we did it. We had our manufacturers actually record trainings or send us trainings and we uploaded them to our online LMS system. So then we could actually watch it when we had a chance. So if we had a training and you were out um, or working from home and you couldn't be there in person, you could actually just watch it online, which is really nice and always reference it anytime you want. Now I think we're back to like maybe twice a month probably is what we get training on just because we're busy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good problem to have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's get into a little bit about you. You have a lot of knowledge on design trends and styles. Before we jump into kind of that side of it, I wanted to talk about your work with designers in your showroom and how you foster that relationship and how that works for your showroom. We, when I started at PDI, I, we were very close to ADAC down in Atlanta and we would just get so many designers that would come in and 
as you kind of like worked with them, you realize like they don't advertise, like they're always like referral and they're just kind of these rock stars that are just on every project. And as a designer has told me, they're like, sometimes like the last one, like holding everything, like they're not just fluffing pillows. Like they're the one at the very, very end. The builder's gone, the plumber's gone, the electrician's gone. And like, there's the designer. And I realized like they are the neck, you know, to everything that goes on in some of these projects. So we just started to cater to them by, you know, uh, you know, learning more about how they do their business and letting us extend into that. So, you know, whether it's like, you know, how we present the material to them, if they need something with model numbers, without model numbers, you know, a spec sheet, can I drop off a sample? Um, so it kind of created this niche for me to really just almost be like a concierge to the designer market mm. where I drop off sample boards. I go to their offices a lot of times for specifications because a lot of them have seen it. You know, they've been to High Point. They've been to Lightovation. They just need a reminder that it exists. So we'll sit there and we'll plow through like, you know, four or five projects and um, do that. So just, I think just kind of removing some of the obstacles of going into a showroom and it being crazy and, you know, gives you a lot of dedicated time with them and you get to just become part of their business. Like you're just, you're like their fabric rep at that point, you know, which is great. Like everybody loves their fabric reps. Like I want to be a fabric rep, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like I want to be like, I want you to view me like your fabric rep. Like you can't live without me. But <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to be able to create that relationship. I know it can be challenging um, and it, I'm, the marketing is can tough, play. Definitely. Yeah. I think the the market where you live can play a major role in your opportunity right. with designers. If I lived in New York City, I don't think I'd be like just hopping in a cab every day and just like running around the town. It's a little bit easier in Nashville or, you know, maybe even in Dallas or, you know, wherever somebody might be listening to this. Um, some cities it would be easier, but you can also just I have some designers who know that there's, you know, I'm probably working from home one day a week and we just kind of create this schedule that they know on like a Tuesday and Thursday. I'm out checking on job sites. They might ask me to go, you know, check something like check where they mounted, you know, where they put the pendants over the island. Like, is that a good spot? Do you think they're going to fit? Um, do you think I can put scones on either side of a mirror in this project? Or do you think I need to put something above the mirror? So I, you kind of create this like system, this routine with them. And they love that. They love that yeah. for sure. It sounds like you've really become a resource because not all designers are lighting designers. And so it's like your knowledge plays a huge role in in what they're doing. Yeah. I tell clients all the time, like, you don't have to memorize all this stuff. Like, I don't want to learn your paint colors and your trim styles. <laughs> like, I don't want to, do, like, save your brain space for that because that is, that's so particular and it's so exact. I'm like, save your brain space for that. Let me find a couple chandeliers that are 24 inches in diameter with crystal and send those options to you. And like, so you're not just going down a deep, like a rabbit hole at midnight trying to find something when that's my job. Like, that's what we do. We have a whole showroom of people that can also help you with that. That's great. It sounds like you've just really become an amazing resource for them. And that's okay. a lot to build that. So let's talk a little bit about design trends. You ha you obviously have a pulse on lighting design trends as well as I'm sure other <laughs> trends in design. But, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly when everyone will be listening to this, but we're coming off of Lightovation. So what are some of the like design trends that you're most excited about right now in lighting? 
Gosh, there were some great things at Linovation because I had not been since June of 2019. So it had been a couple years. So even just um, the energy that was there, even though June Linovation is typically not as busy, it was still people were just pumped to be there. I would say the trends, I definitely saw a lot of trends with natural materials, specifically alabaster. Everybody is going to come out with an alabaster, either a white alabaster, a Spanish alabaster. There's probably other kinds that I'm forgetting, but there are so many companies like mainstream and then your custom designers that are using that. Definitely your natural materials, and they've gotten better. Like some of them, when they came out, they looked a little cheesy, and you're like, that looks like yarn. But now, like you saw where they got feedback or they switched manufacturers and they just look so nice. And they're so, I don't know, they're almost like a sculptural piece in some of these rooms now. It's not just like a little lamp that you bought and put over there that has like a rattan shade. Like people are committing to it at a large scale. I also think a big trend was outdoor chandeliers that actually look good meaning like not just a black iron chandelier you put on your porch, like the way that outdoor living has just taken over most markets, these light fixtures are just stunning. Like they look like everything looks like Curry and Company that can go outside. And it is just, I'm so excited for it because I think people have been wanting that. They don't always want a ceiling fan, you know, like you can't really move a lot of air sometimes outside. So they want something different and to bring their inside life outside and it, a lot of people came out with like good, great, beautiful options for outdoors. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute, but first a message from our sponsors. Hinkley is proud to be a fourth generation family company with the mission of providing customers with exceptional lighting and ceiling fan products. They understand the passion their customers feel for their homes and are dedicated to helping them realize their vision. Learn more about the company, including some incredible charity work they do, at Hinkley.com. Kitchler Lighting is more than just a lighting company. They're a bring people together company focused on strengthening and growing relationships. They're constantly innovating, creating on-trend designs, and delivering high quality product. Learn more and find inspiration and ideas at Kitchler.com. What are some of the the new leading edge things that maybe haven't quite taken off yet, but you think maybe in 24 might? I think you're going to see people getting really creative with the installation. Like we, we walked into a showroom and they had a monorail system on the wall. And most people do that on the ceiling, but you never thought about like, oh, I could just put it on the wall and have a 10 foot sconce or, you know, multiple, you know, fixtures on this rail and they actually have fixtures that can work that way. And you're like, oh, so I think people are getting really creative with not necessarily just getting something that's volume, but just like it, it's linear, but still is a really great application. I think a trend that will go into 2024 will also be the use of more contemporary crystal Fixtures, I think a lot of people are used to the Sean Beck, you know, like pre-World War One look. When you say crystal chandelier, they're like, no, I'm not doing a 1920s bungalow. I want something else. And I mean, some of them didn't even look like crystal. I mean, they were they were unreal. And I think trends like that, people are a little bit hesitant to get on board with. And then 
you start, you have people like me that'll specify it more and like make people uncomfortable by being like, you really should do this. This will be perfect. And then you'll kind of, I think you'll see it hit the design sector a lot. And then in 2024, you'll kind of see like, it's almost like commonplace to have maybe like one piece of lighting in your home that has like a really cool contemporary crystal look to it. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Sean Beck, even some of the stuff, some of their oh new God. stuff. I mean, it is incredible. Yes. The contemporary and just like unique designs that they're yes. putting out. And so, I mean, there's a I mean, lot of manufacturers that are doing cool stuff. Yeah, they have glass that's like five inches thick. Like it's, it's just, it was beautiful. That was a, that was a great showroom. And then you have other companies like Modern Forms doing it and Studio M and so many great companies that really, that do a real, are going to do a really nice job of bringing crystal and not making you think of like Versailles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hall of mirrors <laughs> i love that because i don't think of myself as a crystal chandelier person but yeah there are some pictures out there now that i could definitely see myself getting but yeah, it's even just like you know the stem on a on a sconce you know like and people say crystal and they think it has to be like a Swarovski cut i'm like no it, it can just be you know we don't want to say lucite because that makes it sound kind of cheap but you you want to say like it's just like a really nice just kind of like ornamentation on there that just kind of breaks it up a little bit might catch the light a little bit give you a little sparkle not like a rainbow iridescent all over the walls or anything but right well just with the way I mean with LED now and the possibility of that less crystal it's yeah I mean the scale of light fixtures these days because you can do tape lighting and have you know a couple drivers in there and you can run lighting so far and so large in a fixture like it truly is like I don't know why. I don't know why we were so scared of it because because like the options are so endless. But then I was like, gosh, like what have we been sleeping on? Like this, like LED is great if you do it right. You know, some people are still scared. I'm like, don't be scared. It's great. Just do it. Well, speaking of trends in a showroom, how often like how much do y'all focus on trends when you're putting stuff? How much of your displays are like trend focused and how much are kind of like more stagnant or more bread and butter typical? Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I, when we opened in Nashville, we had this client come in and he said, she's like, you know, if you really want something weird, you should come here. And I was like, well, it's not really what we're going for, like weird stuff. But I think what she meant was like, we don't display a lot of just like, here's a bronze five arm chandelier. You know, we don't, not that we sometimes have it, but we just don't really try to bring in some of the stuff. Like what I would always tell the show merchandisers, I'm like, I don't want something that I can probably more than likely just sell out of the catalog. Like I would like the the more unique pieces, the ones that like might be a little bit of a harder sell if you don't see them or just the ones that like you just know it would be perfect and you need to have it in your in the Kohler space because it's got the right it's the right brass and it's got all the right components to it and you just need to have it. So we definitely do try to keep up with trends. Every showroom we have is in a little bit different market. So we we try to have, you know, like 60% of it kind of be the same so no matter what showroom you're in at pdi you see kind of you're they're getting the same story about what we're trying to sell mm-hmm. and what we're showing but then you kind of they let us have kind of like our little you know niches of what like what does well in the the, the atlanta market and what's going to sell in nashville and they kind of get our feedback about like hey we we sell a lot of this like we sell a, like a decent amount of modern lighting in nashville which i think people sometimes are very shocked that we don't just sell like bronze lighting. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I've sold a, I don't ever sell bronze lighting. Like it's, I really don't. Like it's always pretty modern, you know, in this market. Yeah. Well, it seems like that would be kind of 
critical to keeping the designer relationship to have these kind of unique one of a kind or less common uh, fixtures up so that the designers can come in and see that and use that as a resource for what's up and coming. Yeah. I mean, every company loves like a data situation where you're pulling the data and you're like, we sell this light all the time. I'm like, we don't if we don't display it even better. Like that means it's just that much easier. You know, it's just it's just great on the page. So let's put in something that might be like when Matt White fixtures were coming out and back then it was Murray Feist had them. Um, I think I was the only person in the Southeast that wanted it on the floor. And I was like, we should definitely have these. And they were like, really? And I was like, yes. And we sold them all the time <laughs> because we because we put them up, you know, sometimes like people just want to see it. And I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Especially when it's not something you have seen before. Yeah. And I think people, like I said, when we moved into Nashville, like people just didn't realize that we had, you know, at that time, like 40 something years, like in the plumbing industry. So when they came in and saw all of our lighting, they just, they, they even kind of pushed our envelope. Like they wanted to see cooler things. They wanted us to open with brands that we were not really familiar with. And, and we, a lot of those were like, okay, like let's, we do it. We think there's enough people here that would like this and we can kind of set ourselves up as that distributor in town who I guess, you know, has the weird stuff, but it's not weird. It's now it's like, so like a matte white fixture is everybody has them, you know? <laughs> well, and you're making it easier to take a risk. If it's yeah. something that you've never seen before, it's harder to make that leap. But if you're like, no, look right there, it's beautiful. Yeah. It'll be perfect. And it makes great. it so much easier to make the leap. I think so. And I think that's nice for like a showroom consultant who's just starting is that we kind of have, you know, they can kind of come up with their little candor that they, you know, and the cadence that they use to talk about the different light fixtures and they kind of get comfortable with some of those and and then they can start incorporating them. But it's a great way to learn lighting. I mean, like like I said, like a like a five arm bronze chandelier, it's like you can get that at Lowe's and that's not what we do. You know, yeah. like we tell people all the time, like Lowe's and Home Depot is like that's like if you need like a teledoc appointment, like you go there when you want like an experience, you know, like. You want to meet with like a cardiologist or something about what's going on. Like you, you like come to the Brooks and Mortar showroom and we, and like, we'll, we'll remove some of those like fears you might have, or even affirm them and be like, yeah, that's going to look bad. You can't, <laughs> or, or that's just too large. Or I think, it, you know, like, or whatever it might be. I mean, we do that. I feel like we do that a lot. We affirm, we're like, no, this is a good call. You should do this. Absolutely. I love that teledoc. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with those. There's nothing wrong with oh, the yeah, store whatsoever. Yeah. No, I yeah. get it. Like exactly. I said, like I've done a teledoc and I've also gone to like see a specialist. Like I've done them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you could give advice to a showroom on sales training and like sales interactions with customers, I know you work a lot with designers and other, mm -hmm. but if but talking about just retail customers, what advice would you give to a showroom? I mean, there's so many great things about retail because sometimes you get to really be like a little bit more of a consultant and those appointments are like, they really are coming in and they have no idea. And you get to kind of like ask them questions and learn more about them. And I think you really almost, those are great appointments, almost like learn your showroom a little bit better because they're going to like things that you've never maybe probably noticed before because you're so used to walking over to the, you know, this display or this display and you get like a retail customer. So you really should embrace the retail. They, they can be agonizing sometimes. <laughs> like, 
you know, stressing over like the canopy is like a different color than the fixture. But other times, like they let you kind of do some of the the fun stuff. And I don't think you need to know all of the ins and outs of every light fixture or every faucet. I think you need to figure out what works for you. Like, you know, like if there's a story attached to it, like tell people that people latch on to that. You know, there's a there's a faucet that was designed after flatware. The designer went to a party at the White House and you just kind of like throw that in. You're like, yeah, that's designed after flatware at the White House. And they could either hate it or love it, but they remember it. So I think with your light fixtures as you're walking around and learning things, I kind of, I don't know, kind of create a story about them, you know, or, or have pictures on your desktop of applications that you've seen the light that you're like, this, look, this reminds me of your project. And and pull them up, you know, like make it, bring it, bring it home for them, you know, instead of being like, well, it puts out 855 lumens and you're like, no, I just don't care about that. <laughs> and sometimes they do if it's like a death lamp, but sure. they're like, don't bog them down with a bunch of like useless stuff. Like if they like it, they like it, like run with it, go with it. Yeah. I love one of the, I don't know if you can call it a trend, but I definitely at this past Lightovation heard a lot more manufacturers telling me the origin stories behind yes. the designs of their fixtures. Yes, like Verilose, like everything they use is like 85% recycled. I had no idea. It explained the price point. It, you know, because I, I saw the rep and I was like, tell me, just tell me about it. Like, I don't, I don't care, you know. If there's 15 different sconce sizes, I just want to know, like, why why is this light fixture $3,500? And when you hear that it's, like, one of a kind and it's made here and brought over, I'm like, that's great. Like, that's what you should be, whether they're designers in the trade or homeowners. I think people just love, people just love a story, especially after they've remodeled a home and they spend all this money and they want to tell all the stories and they want to charge admission to see it all. So, like, <laughs> give them something to work with. <laughs> Absolutely. Mary, is there anything we haven't asked you that you think we should know? I was thinking about different things to talk about on the podcast because I I do love designer trends. I love seeing new things. Um, I also, I think if you're in a point in your career where you're feeling a little like stagnant, you know, whatever that might be, like maybe you've done sales for a while and you want to do something else, like think about um, what else you can sell to kind of broaden your um, client base. You know, like I don't really sell a lot of table lamps, really, like, you know, Visual Comfort has beautiful ones, but like I don't ever sell them, but I've started to like kind of dive into that and, you know, and like even talk about hardware, like actual like passage doors. And stuff. So if you feel like you're getting a little complacent, like think about what else you could be doing and like what other valuable resource you could be to a designer. So you that you're eliminating all the places they have to go. Like they keep coming back to you now for like more and more and and learn with them, you know, or now and ask them questions, you know, like I don't I don't think we ask our customers like enough, like do we need to have this on the floor? Like, do you, is there a brand we need to sell? Like, what are you, you know, am I losing out on this brand because you're buying it online? You know, like ask those kind of questions too and like get with your owners or purchasing and be like, can we start selling this? You know, like, and just kind of dig out, get outside of the box a little bit on that. That's great advice. Yeah. And I always tell new people when they start, 
you know, like I did the ALA training and it was like, I don't even think it was open book when I did it. And now they have an open book. I was like, you guys are so lucky. I remember stressing <laughs> over that thing. Like <laughs> that, um, John Ray Burrow, is that? Joe Ray Burrow. Joe Ray Burrow. Yes. He did my ALA training back in 2006. And I was like, I'm going to be a certified specialist. Like this is wild. <laughs> but, um, and you don't really retain everything, but it gave you like a really good, um, base but also for the new people that start like do not get all upset that you don't know everything on the floor and there's all these people who do like who sell more and and all that just like they say like comparison is the thief of joy so like just get your niche get to like get in there you know like like if you love you know um an agate crystal chandelier from curring company like just start showing it to everybody and see if anybody <laughs> buys it. You know, like just kind of get comfortable with it. You know, there's people who are always going to sell things that you don't and more or less. But like, don't compare yourself. Like, like do do what you do. Your clients might request different things, so don't stress about it. Yeah, and they're going to feel a passion if you if you you know talk about what actually interests yes. you. Yes. And also, if you don't like something, I see that a lot. I'm like, you can't have that. Like, I'll just, you know, I've gotten more comfortable <laughs> saying that, obviously. You know, like, I'm I'm older now. You know, I'm probably like, you know, year one, I would have never been like, that's ugly. I would never say that's ugly. <laughs> but, you know, I, w- I mean, there's certain things that I'm like, no, you can't. No, that's just not going to work. Like, that's just, don't, let's not force it. You know, like, don't, or you're like, you know, or be like, you're giving that too much power in the room. Like, we don't, we don't need to do that, you know? And just be honest with them too, because I don't want to. I don't want it to get returned, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so if you don't think it's gonna work, like don't just say no. Like offer an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, oh, what about this? Like this might be the right scale, or what about this color, or something? You know, like be their partner in this, and I promise they'll come back. Even retail, I've had retail customers buy from me multiple times because they keep moving and they keep reducing. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, it's weird that they're like, they probably have, like, tell their friends they have, like, a toilet person or, like, a lighting girl. And I'm like, that's me. That's the stuff for lighting girl. <laughs> Mary, thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. This has been terrific. Oh, thank you for having me. Hopefully, I was able to shed some light, literally, and figuratively on some topics. <laughs> So lots of times in the podcast, we will get lighting tips from people that will turn out to be life tips. And I think Mary left us with one of those, which is don't get stagnant. Don't get bored. If you are doing the same thing over and over and over again, get out of your rut. Try something a little new. And maybe it's as simple as trying to sell a, you know, a, a table lamp instead of just a light fixture. But people can sense that kind of newness and that innovation and that creativity in you and it makes you more exciting to them and it makes your own life more exciting to yourself exactly i mean why do you think we started this podcast to make everybody listen to it (laughs) (laughs) no but i agree with that and i also loved what she said about being passionate about what you are focusing on if you're passionate about it people are going to feel that they're going to be energized by that and they're going to be more interested in what you're selling yep Yep. And and telling these stories, these origin stories about fixtures, about um, how something will work in your room, what it actually says. I think those are terrific. Agreed. So if you want to learn more about business tips for your showroom, trends in lighting, new technical innovations, 
even some life tips. One of our speakers at the ALA conference is going to talk about how to be more positive in your daily life and how you can get up more energized and ready to tackle new things. And he's actually also a comedian, so he might be funny while he's telling us about all those things. I hope he's funny. <laughs> I think he will be. I think he's a Showtime <laughs> comedy all-star, so I think he oh. will be at least a little bit funny. To Fair enough. <laughs> But that will all be happening at the ALA conference in Lake Tahoe, September 10th through 12th. We hope you will register and join us there at alaconference.com. If you have any questions about that event, you want to learn more, you're not sure, you've never been to conference, or maybe you haven't been in many years and you just aren't really sure, please call us and talk to us about it or send me an email. Again, podcast at alalighting.com comes to Liz and I, so we will get it and we'll get back to you. So we hope to see you there. Absolutely. It's going to be a great trip. It's going to be a nice way to kind of recharge, get away from the everyday grind and be creative about some new ideas that you can bring back to your real life. Thank you again to Hinkley and Kitchler Lighting for sponsoring this podcast. Stay brilliant. <laughs>